All right, it is news time. News is brought to you by Global Credit Union's Wear Red Fridays. Holy smokes, I have a lot of things to tell you about here, Jay. I want to start in the world of Winnie the Pooh because I know we are probably the number one radio show on Coyote Country in Spokane mm-hmm. to cover Winnie the Pooh stuff. I would think that's right. And if you are a Winnie the Pooh collector, which I which I know a lot of you are, the great A.A. Milne character, Winnie the Pooh, here is the number that is now set if you collect Winnie the Pooh things, I think we probably have three. I think we have a Pooh Bear. I think we have an Eeyore and a Tigger. Like, do you have the stuffed animal ones? I think or? we have stuffed animals. Okay. I, I, I think, I know we do because yeah. I see them. Sure. So we're well on our way to having a huge collection of Winnie the Pooh stuff. The problem is we now need 23,621 more Winnie the Pooh items to be the biggest collector. Uh, it's a ways to go, but we, you know what? You got to have a goal. It's been revealed after 15 years of collecting this, Deb Hoffman has made her collection known to the world. She is officially the biggest Winnie the Pooh collector in the world. Man. With 23,623 items in this collection. Uh, they are saying she still adds more all the time, which means there's a lot of That's Winnie crazy. the Pooh stuff out there. Wow. Good the, for her, I the, guess, huh? Where do you like, I've seen the people who have those awesome Christmas houses. I, I don't know if you've seen those displays where you buy those, those Christmas houses. They've got the train and everything, and they yes, set them up. Of course, and It yeah. takes up a whole room. Yeah. And they have maybe 50 pieces. Right. That's that's not even a drop in the bucket. I just don't know where you keep all that stuff and how you display it or if you display it. And there's people who are like, well, you can't display it because the sun will fade the thing. And then, you know, the people will in the air and the, and then they put it away and then you never see it. And then who wants to have a, con- a collection of things you never see? And it's just yeah. different. So I, I don't know what you do with it, but that's a pretty impressive one. And so my daughter needs to step her game up. She's way behind the curve on this one. Speaking yeah. of of children's things, Furbies. Remember Furbies? Oh, of course, yeah. Furbies is officially making a comeback after 25 years gone. Furbies, one of the biggest toys of the 90s, came out in 1998. Furbies will be making a grand return next month. So we really have not had a Furby for 25 years? Isn't that weird? I don't understand. Why did we wait so long? I guess they had I guess they had some little runs, but they weren't like a big push on them. Okay. And so now in the 25-year anniversary, they're going all in. Do you have to change it to make it better? I, I mean, don't didn't know. it only did, didn't it only just say if it talked? Is that not how it got so big? Yeah. Yep. And and now we've gotten way better at that. Right. The robotic thing the year 2000 was its biggest year. Okay. So the in 1998, they came out, they were huge. And then they really peaked, I guess, 99 into 2000, they peaked. It was like crazy Furby land. And then they just kind of died out. Sure. And Hasbro like made all fads. Like a couple like, oh, we'll make a run here and there, but never a big push on them. And now they're going, going all in, bringing back the robotic creature in a, in a time where we can actually do stuff with robotics, it'll be interesting to see what this toy is like. Yeah, I'm excited because I, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming my wife was right in the wheelhouse of Furbies as a toy because of her age. Because of her age, mm-hmm. and and so I'm assuming that when she sees him, it will bring back some nostalgia, and we'll get one for the house. Oh wow! So then I can report on whether these things are really creepy. Or, <laughs> they, or if they're cool. They are kind of bordering on creepy. I think you're right. 
I remember seeing them when I was a kid, but I was a little old for Furbies. So was my sister. My brother had no interest in them. Right. And so it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I want to be part of whatever this was. I love a good fad. I love a good toy fad. And we'll see if this is like the big return to a great toy fad for the kids. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm glad I don't have kids in that area anymore. Kind of. I get really coming out in the summer as opposed to Christmas, but I really get excited about new toys coming out, especially if they're super expensive because my kids are old. Story number three. <laughs> Let's go to the world of dermatology. Dr. Sherry Lipner, a dermatologist, said that we have been doing it wrong. We have covered this story before. It is back out, though. The study releases maybe once every three years. We'll have a dermatologist come out and remind us we're doing it wrong. Is this a sunscreen thing? This is a deodorant thing. Oh, deodorant thing. Oh, wow. Okay. As summer kicks off and people are going to be sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. So her thing is don't use it. It is the reminder. (laughs) Don't use it in the morning. Oh, do don't not use it in put the morning. On your antiperspirant in the morning. You're not helping yourself. So when do you you put it on at night then? Put it on at night. And because it, well, I don't understand. Put it on before bed. Here we go. We sweat less at night. This is the quote from Doctor Lipner. Mm-hmm. We sweat less at night, so antiperspirant can come in closer contact with the sweat glands okay. and decrease sweating. Uh, Dr. Lipner said, however, it is essential to use antiperspirant rather than the traditional deodorant because the former prevents sweating and odor while the latter just blocks odor. Got so it. So put it on at night. We've had, we've heard this before. This is a great dermatologist story at the beginning of summer to remind us that if you are having issues with sweaty pits, the key is to put it on before bed and it will actually get in there and activate correctly. Because it's, it's on longer. Yep. As I remember to, they used to say antiperspirant was bad because you want your body to sweat and you just want to make sure you use deodorant because it's okay to make it smell better, but you shouldn't stop your body from sweating because that's natural. I would be interested to see if Dr. Lipner also has any kind of stock in <laughs> any antiperspirant company. She specifically starts recommending certain types. Like, I, might I fact, suggest? this one would be a great idea. Oh, the selfie, it's, they're saying it's a dying breed, Jay. The self, selfies are going away. I don't know how true that is. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember seeing a whole lot of selfies this weekend, actually, now that I think about it. If I log on to... That's actually really weird. They just This story said selfies are dying, and now I'm looking, I'm thinking... You're scrolling through... Yeah, they're not memes, are they? Because memes are all the things I see, I feel like. I, I'm i scrolling a long time before I see my first selfie. Well, let's see, two, three, Maybe like four, some pictures five. of like oh, multiple I see people. One there. Is it just them or is it? It's just them. Okay. So for the people who are still in the selfie game, a study out of Germany has come up with the way to make yourself look way more attractive. Okay. By adopting a specific angle. That's right. This German study Up. focused on 100, of course, 172 participants reacting to different 3D faces being shown to them. And what was found is if you are a selfie person, if you are part of the dime breed, tilt your head 15 degrees to the right. To the, okay. All right. Tilt your head at a 15 degree angle and, oh, Tilt your head at a 15-degree angle and to the right. And that is the, that is oh, the so angle. Oh, so it's up and right? I guess so. Uh, so chin up to avoid the double chin and, and then to the, right. to the right. You can't do it to the left. You can only do it to the right. And to the right was the most the, the, the one that came in the most attractive. So okay. if you are getting ready to get your selfie on today, got it. we've got your stats for you here. 
You will be looking more attractive according to German studies. Take the face, tilt it 15 degrees up, tilt it to the right, boom, snap that picture, get yourself get yourself some uh, get yourself some positive comments coming in your way. <laughs> and you can all say thanks to the Jay and Kevin show. Yeah, science baby. Jay and Kevin and Slim in the morning. Who knew? Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Hello, everyone. Kevin James. Tomorrow's game will be the meeting between the two, beating both first. <sighs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. We've all been there, bud. Uh, all right, about five minutes from now, we'll give away $100 in free fuel, and all you have to do is call. It's a simple thing. We'll tell you when to call. You call, you win free fuel. It doesn't get any easier than that. hundred bucks. It's the final story of the day. Hip, 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 so not everyone was able to do this. In fact, very few people can do something like this because guess what? We don't all have $290,000 later. Oh, jeez. But if you did back in 1990, United Airlines was looking for people to make the purchase of a lifetime. And Tom Stuker was one of the people who said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Really? In 1990, Tom Stuker bought a lifetime pass from United Airlines for $290,000. Oh, my gosh. And he just recently did an interview and said it is the best investment he's ever made. Now, this guy's got some money, so he's made a lot of investments. Sure. He has now flown over 23 million miles. (laughs) I was going to say, if you have unlimited, man, that's a great. That's a great thing. Again, Jay, it's it's astronomical because I get it. Oh wow, how yeah, we all would have done the same thing if we had two hundred ninety thousand extra bucks laying around. I don't remember that at all. Isn't that wild? It must have been something where they needed a little bit of some a quick infusion of money. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And again, uh, so, how many people would be able to do it? Because the two hundred ninety thousand then would be what a million now, maybe probably probably something crazy and like it, that. And you'd have to be young enough to be able to actually make it worthwhile. He had made he had made some good money younger. He's now sixty nine years old. Okay, and he did a fun interview about this, saying it was the best investment of his lifetime. And then the, some of the stats to go along with it: twenty three million miles. Okay, uh, he's had multiple times where he spent twelve consecutive days without touching a bed. So he'll fly yeah. in the in the red eyes. I got you. And he'll sleep on the airplane. Oh my god! And gosh. so he's done multiple times where he's gone two weeks, twelve days. Uh, flying time where he has flown Newark, Newark to New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey to San Francisco, then to Bangkok to Dubai, uh, and he only spent time outside the the friendly skies while visiting the city real quick and then back into the airport. So you would have to make for a million dollars on an average of five hundred dollars a flight. That's two thousand flights. Okay, which I feel like you could do that pretty quickly. Even though I'm sure there's some restrictions, like he had to do, it sounds like he had to do some red eyes, but still. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, yeah, the, he, he used, okay, he told, he told the, the, in the interview, he said he once used the miles to obtain so many gift cards, he was able to renovate his brother's home. <laughs> oh, I see. Instead of, yeah, you don't need the points. Yeah. For free miles or for free flights, you could just use them for gift cards and yeah. other stuff. That's hilarious. Renovated his brother's home. Oh, now, my gosh. He said you know, United no longer extends such passes Imagine to its flyers, according to the Post. But, yeah, he was able to do that. Uh, he even won an auction like he was doing this with the gift cards. He won an auction bidding 451,000 miles <laughs> to be a guest on an episode of Seinfeld. 
Did he get it? I guess maybe in the background somewhere, maybe wow. eating at the, the restaurant or something. But he bid 451,000 miles because that that's how much insane. he had accrued. It, it, just a wild story. $290,000 in 1990. When a lifetime pass from United Airlines, there's it's still in the it's still going. That's fun. 23 million miles. Wow. You can just go anytime you want, anywhere you want. Gosh, how weird, weird would that about. be? Hey, just do it for the weekend. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to wherever for the weekend. Jay, it, it was one thing from HoopFest. One of the things I noticed from HoopFest this weekend as I get older and older and older and older and older, and I play against guys who are older and older and older and older. It used to be in my 20s, we would play guys and they would say, you know, hey, we're from Tacoma. Yeah. Or we're from Seattle, wherever it was. And you play against them, try to figure out how they heard about it. Yeah. And all that. I mean, we had a guy in our bracket this year from South Carolina. Wow. He came out for the for the tournament. He had That's gone to awesome. WSU. He flew out. But a lot of teams from the Tacoma area and in and, and that and, yeah. and Seattle. Sure. And it used to be in my twenties we would play these teams and they would talk about, okay, well, we're, you know, we got the car, drove we all drove out. We found somebody's house to stay on stay in the floor yeah, of. Buddies, yeah. And that's how it was. And now it's so funny. Everyone's will have their suitcases at the court. And they're like, we're flying now. We're flying now. We flew over 30 minute or 40 minute flight, way better than a four hour drive. And and we're getting a hotel. And we stayed at the hotel. (laughs) It's just so funny how different the out of towners are from when you're in your 20s playing Hoop Fest to when you're in your 40s. And everyone's like, do you remember back when we used to sleep in the car the night before the games and after the games? And now we're staying in hotels and we have actual suitcases that work. Bougie. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. I woke up in this studio like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but in a sleeping bag yeah, but you on were, the floor. You were yeah. on time. Yeah. I was on time. Kevin James. It's hard to be late when you sleep in your office. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good theory, Sean. The Jay and Kevin show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. Beat the show. It's time to beat the show. Beat the show. It's time to beat the show. Hey. Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. What? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Who? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Where? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. Carmen. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Very good, thank you. Are you ready to play a little beat the show? I am. All right, Beat the Show is brought to you by Dutch Bros. We're playing for $15 worth of Dutch Bros. Love. Hey, our category today is summer. You know why? Because it's summer? That is correct. Very good. It's good reasoning. Good tiebreaker point for her. Reasoning, yes. Agreed. Agreed. She snipped it out, Slim. We tried to be tricky with it today, but no. She snipped it out. It is summer, and you have seven questions of trivia to answer if you get to all of them. And you're going to have to challenge me today because it's either me or Slim and Slim made the questions and you seem like a smart person. So <laughs> We're supposed to have pretty summery weather this week. It's so going to be nice. I, I mean, just, it's going to be warm. It might get really hot. It might get beyond summery. It might get to that point where you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, if you like 90s, we're going to get off. a run of them. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. we'll, we'll, let's, let's, see. let's see how we do today. Celebrating summer. All right. Good luck, Carmen. All right, uh, seven questions, 60 seconds on the clock. Carmen, you can pass if you need to. We'll get back to the questions you pass on if time allows. We start with this one right here. What is the point total needed to win a game of cornhole, according to the American Cornhole Organization? Uh, 
Well. What is the term for a body of water surrounded by land on three sides? Island. Which, which U.S. state is known as the Sunshine State? Uh, Florida. What 1970s movie featured the song Summer Nights? Freeze. What state had the first United States public beach in Revere Beach? Oh, California. What classic summer cocktail invented in Cuba contains mint, sugar, lime, and rum? Uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, mojito. And this is a who's closest. What is the average amount of kernels on a piece of corn? 50. Okay, you made it through all seven questions. All right, you made it through all oh, seven yeah. questions. Jay's on his way back in. Don't give him any hints. Got answers for every single question, Jay. I'm sorry, what was that? She answered every single question. She we answered not, every question. Yeah, we did not leave any passes out there oh. or anything like that. So now it's just a matter of how well she knew her summary questions. All right. Well, I will see how I do. Carmen, hold on for 60 seconds. We'll see if we can, uh, if I can beat you or you beat me. Here we go. All right. We start with this. What is the point total needed to win a game of cornhole according to the American Cornhole Organization? Oh, uh, 21. What is the term for a body of water surrounded by land on three sides? A body of water surrounded by land on three sides. A gulf? Which U.S. state is known as the Sunshine State? Florida. What 1970s movie featured the song Summer Nights? Summer Nights! It's Greece, right? That is Greece. Okay. That actually was Greece. Okay, that was Greece. We might be sued by John Travolta now. Sorry, dude. For how accurate that was. Uh. What state was the first U.S. public beach in Revere Beach? Oh, uh, South Carolina. What classic summer cocktail invented in Cuba contains mint, sugar, lime, and rum? A mojito? And who is closest on this? What is the average amount of kernels on a piece of corn? 500. Wow. At the buzzer. Oh, that seems high. <laughs> at the buzzer. Does it seem, it does seem high, right? Uh, yeah, that kind of seems high. And now she had 50, which seemed a little low. Oh, oh. So let's see how we go with that oh, one. there's room there. in the middle there. There's a lot of room in the middle. <laughs> There's a lot of room. We left a lot of corn on the board. 50 does seem low, but a 500 might be a little many. I don't know. All right, what is the point total needed to win a game of cornhole in the uh, – what is the point total needed to win a game of cornhole? It is 21, Jay. You got that right. 21. They love zero lead. Uh, she went the inverse on this. She went peninsula. She said the land version. Jay, it is not a gulf. It is a bay. Oh, that's what I was trying to, think. I was trying to say. I, Cove was in my head. Cove. Bay was in my head. We got a lot of bays out there in our uh, lakes. Like you go to Lake Coeur d'Alene, I feel like everything's named after a bay. Yeah, my bad. 1-0 the score remains, but you both got a point here. You both knew that Florida was the sunshine state. Nicely done. 2-1. to one. You both knew Greece. Jay, you gave us a nice rendition of that. It I is bet. 3-2. <laughs> Revere Beach is in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. The first U.S. public beach in Massachusetts. Dang it. Uh, you both got the next one right, though. A mojito is the Cuban cocktail of mint, sugar, lime, and rum. It is four to three. Now, this became a big question because Carmen had earned the tiebreaker right. with her pre-game answer. So, the average amount of kernels on a piece of corn. Jay was at 500. <laughs> Carmen was at 50. <laughs> 50 is going to be a little low. Yeah. But <laughs> big 500 kernels. also a little low. 
Oh, wow. The average piece of corn has 800 kernels. Oh, wow. I thought that was really wildly huge number, but that is the average number of corn Holy of sure. kernels on a piece of corn is 800 kernels what a, of corn. What a great way to keep your kid busy this summer. Hey, count how many kernels are on this corn. Yeah, eat them one by one. <laughs> eat them one by one. I remember sorry, now when my kids had braces and my wife had to cut them off the cob. There's now that I think about it, it was a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it really is. It is a lot. You don't really think about it when you're just doing the typewriter thing. Yeah. And you're cruising through 800 kernels like it's no big deal. Ooh, no wonder. Uh, all right. Well, Carmen, sorry about that. Jeez, I feel bad now. No worries. Thank you. I appreciated the song. Uh, uh, Carmen, what is going to be the highlight of your summer? Uh. Camping at a cabin for Fourth of July. Oh, oh awesome! Oh, I love that. You probably have all the shopping done for next week. You don't have any last-minute shopping at all to do, probably. I have done it all. Wow! See, she just seems okay, organized. That's, that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Carmen, can you pick a number for us? Then you can try to be that number and get that Dutch Bros gift card. Yes, nine. Okay, nine it is. Carmen, thank you, and have a great Fourth. If we don't happen to talk to you before that, okay. Thank you, you guys, too. Oh, yeah, thank Carmen, you. Be wow. caller number nine, and on your way out to the cabin, you can get yourself some Dutch bros. How awesome is nice that? Nice way to kick off a vacation. That I is fantastic. That. Give her a second to call back in. And, of course, she's already organized and has everything done. For next, oh, I guess it would be this weekend, right? Like, you probably are leaving Friday at the latest, and yeah. maybe you stay through, like, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good we, run. We've got a little family vacation, Widmer family vacation, and I believe my mom has had everything purchased already. I mean, I think it's been weeks. Boy, now that you said that... Not me. Your mom was at HoopFest for both days for most of the day, and what my wife would have been freaking out and panicking and trying to do all the last-minute stuff. I think there might have been that last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. You know how a Pyrex glass pan talks, don't you? Kevin James. Arr, I'm cooking up your stuff. I'm Arr. a Pyrex pan. The Jay and Kevin show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. It's the Jay and Kevin show stat of the day. Stat of the day is brought to you by Avista. In a nice little survey, summer survey, one of the top three things neighbors are annoyed by is dog poop being left on the ground. Just mm. one of the top three things neighbors are most annoyed by. I don't think either of us are big fans of it. So in other words, somebody else's dog on your grass or just yep, like just in general the from the other yard? You're going to walk in the neighborhood okay, and there's yeah. dog poop out. Yeah, you're that's like, fair. Someone didn't pick up after the dog. Yeah. You and I have dogs and I think we're both probably pretty diligent in picking oh, up man. the dog poop. Yeah, I've actually done it before where I thought, you know, we had one of those plastic containers where you have the bag and it's on the leash yes sir and then you re- go oh no and you realize that the, you're em- you're empty there you didn't mm. know and then you go home and then you get back in the car and you drive to where you were so you can yeah make sure to pick it up absolutely you don't want to be that guy well dog poo jay is being linked to this they are making a big push uh, big cities this is a huge problem i guess okay we, I, we may be a little better out here in eastern washington maybe a little kinder a lot more people a lot more dogs a lot more yeah. stuff 
They're saying dog poo is linked to illness, pollution, and antibiotic resistance. Ooh, Jay, ugh. pick up after your dog. Not that difficult. It can be a reservoir for antibiotic resistance bacteria, meaning humans could develop bacterial infections that are difficult to treat Gross. through contact with dog potty. So what, like, if you accidentally, I mean, how are you contacting it? I think if you step in it, I think I, I, there's a lot of big cities. I, I know this study has a lot with New York and northeastern cities. Where you're kind of wall to wall, yeah. Maybe not as many parks and maybe so you got on sandals sidewalk. on or something. Yeah. Or, ugh. So ugh. <laughs> pick up after your dogs, but it's one of the top things that people are bothered by. Yeah. In uh, in uh, the neighborhoods, there's just lack of effort. They say one of the hardest places for people to remember to pick up their dog poo is in parks, public parks. You let your dog off the leash. You're not all the way watching it. Yeah. They potty right there in the in the park somewhere. You didn't see it. And not seeing it is not believing it. So you didn't pick up after. Pick <laughs> I up mean, after I get dogs. it. I, I could see how it happens. But I also have seen plenty of people just not care. They just walk away. You know, yeah, I mean, there's a, a difference between one. not seeing it and just going, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm standing right here. You're going next to my foot, but I still don't care. <laughs> and I do think we've all seen the, or all had the moment, like you mentioned, where you have the little container and it yeah. runs out. But I do appreciate the folks who go find the bag and come back up and, and pick it Heck up. Heck yeah. A little effort, but you I mean, you would appreciate if somebody else did it, so why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay, here's the step. And then you can throw it in your neighbor's yard, so it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my Lance. Uh, by the way, what is I, – I haven't checked in this year. What is your what is your backyard cleanup situation right now? What are the tools of the trade you have? Uh, spade, shovel, and a bucket. And then just what do you do with the bucket? Burn it? No, I mean, we have a bag in the bucket. You know, you take like uh, those – eight cent deals and you yep. put those in there and then you you bungee them so it doesn't fall in because you don't want it falling in because that's not what you're hoping for and then you just uh tie it closed and into the trash can hmm. lucky trash guy yeah that's lucky trash guy that's one of those if you put it in there too early before trash day oh man no i don't do that and that's, it's hot like it is this week now you put it in on wednesday and trash day is friday when you go to put in that last bag you almost die i have an outside shed that um when you open you don't want to open but that's where i keep it because a it doesn't get rained on and b the dog won't try to get back into it so i just keep it in there and then when it's time for the trash there you go and day, then you let that thing air out for a couple hours day of and you open it up <laughs> Just let that shed breathe a little bit. Those old masks are good for something. Uh, This right here seems to be an astronomically high number. The average American worker will spend 24 minutes this week at the office making coffee. 24 minutes? I'm so proud of those people. Wow. The average American worker. I mean, that's crazy. So basically five minutes a day. So you'll watch the whole thing. That means that you will stand there. Ours is four minutes. That's how long our, That's right. our yeah. ticker is. That's right. So you hit brew, and I know I've got four minutes before it's going to be ready. So they're talking about you go over. They're standing there just hanging out by the It's got to be because you're pouring, and then you're like adding the stuff to yeah. it, and you're mixing. And, so let's, and let's say you do a cup a day. Let's say you do two cups a day for the coffee. Let's go average coffee drinker at work. Let's say each one, let's say you average it out to a minute to get your coffee ready. I know that's high. It seems high. I mean, let's just say they give you a minute. Let's say they make a cup of coffee. They're going to give you a minute by default. Okay. Well, that would be 25 cups a a week then. So what, four or five a day? Because I think it said 24, but close enough. So let's just say five a day. So occasionally you're the person who, though, hits the button and then you just watch it. So that ups your number by three, four minutes. It seems like a really high number. Yeah. 24 minutes seems like a very high number to be standing there making coffee. It's because you're talking to somebody else. That's why. Well, we have that in the afternoon. Our good friend Steve Hawk will make the second cup of coffee in the building. 
we make one before the, the morning pot, gets started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second pot. Yeah. We make one before the morning gets started. That's normally gone by about 11 o'clock. And then he always makes the second pot of coffee. Right. Every single time he makes it, someone is there talking to him. Every time. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he'll just chit-chat away, and I'll look at him trying to figure out. I'll watch his brain. I can see it trying to figure out how to get out of the conversation he's in. But he's stuck. And then he makes it and depressingly walks back after hearing stories that he didn't want to hear. <laughs> but he's always got somebody at the coffee maker with him telling him stories. And that's always. why it takes so long. Because they count that as making coffee. And they're like, oh, I just went and, I just went and made some coffee. And you're like, oh, you poured it into a cup. Should have taken 10 seconds. You were there for four minutes. Because someone was telling you a story that you may or may not have been interested and in. And they were also going to make some coffee. And then they, you get the one where they hold you prisoner. And they grab the coffee pot before you can. And they hold it while they're talking. They hold it while they're talking. Oh, that's the worst. And you're like, I am being held captive in my own work just because I wanted a cup of that coffee. (laughs) And now I'm holding my coffee cup. I can't just walk away. Right. Because you know I'm here for the coffee. I know I'm here for the coffee. And you've got me trapped right now. What's the move? You put your cup down and walk away? Uh, So what I would do is I go right to our sink and I... Like, pretend like I'm rinsing out my coffee cup. Okay. So then it looks like maybe I wasn't there for coffee. I understand. Oh, then you can have an exit. Oh, Rinse yeah, it out and you're great. Like, okay, have a good one. And, and then you leave with a clean coffee yes. cup, which probably, it probably needed. Right. Good exit strategy on your part. And then you're back as soon as you see them leave. You yeah. back in it and you fill that thing back up. And Man, you've thought this out. you put some work in on this. Well, I, 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 I kind of learned it from somebody else in our building who works in the mornings. Uh-huh. And uh, our good buddy Sam, yep. he's really good at he it. He just rinses and he then did he's- did it to me today. Did he really? And then you- Well, see, now you know his secrets, though. And he, he even soaped it up today. And I'm oh, like, Sam, come on, man. Dude, I know you're faking it. Yeah, it's terrible. We're both standing here waiting for the coffee to be done. And he just like, <laughs> oh, defaulted to that. He's like, okay, have a good day. Hope your weekend was good. And just cruised off. I was like, oh, dang it. I got it today. That's hilarious. He's good at it, though. You busted him at his own trick. Oh, yeah. He's good at it. Kevin and Slim.